Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. And when you talk about Bobby Knight, it is player after player after player. It is coach after coach who will tell you about his influence on the game of basketball, passing away at the age of 83, won three national titles at Indiana, one in 1976, one in 1981, one in 1987. He coached the last team to ever go undefeated in 1975 and 1976 when he retired, winning as head coach in college basketball with 902 wins. That was later surpassed by Coach K, coached the 1984 USA basketball team, coached him to a gold medal, and also a very controversial figure as well because of his personality. When you talk about the phrase, we'll never see anyone like this again when it comes to Bobby Knight, we will never see anyone like this again. And here are some words from Bobby Knight himself, which I think encapsulate that. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my That is Bobby Knight in a nutshell, Chelsea. Oh, for sure. And I think... Number one, he would definitely not have a job in today's culture. Uh, But number two, I think you really appreciate people who will fiercely go down their own road and not care what like the critics are saying. Because we all appreciate somebody who does it completely their own way. And especially when you can do it completely your own way and be wildly successful at it. Like, don't we appreciate these types even more? Guys like Mike Leach, who clearly was his Mm -hmm. own person and did it completely his own way. And I think people will definitely remember Bobby Knight for the tantrums that he threw. So I think that's my first memory of Bobby Knight is that's the coach that threw the chair uh, when he was really mad. Uh, But it also brings up the conversation to me is that do you think we're going to have iconic head college basketball coaches any longer because doesn't it feel like that is a dying breed yes i know what you're saying and i guess it's possible i think there's more of a win now mentality i think it's harder than ever Mm -hmm. to build a program especially when you have so many guys transferring in and out and players leave earlier than they used to so you can have a one and done and and that certainly affects your program and also when you talk about great personalities you're right you you cannot get away today 
with what Bobby Knight got away with during his career. And there was an incident back in 1997. He was accused of choking a player. He was, and also I will say, I interviewed Bobby Knight back in the late 90s. And he was such a conundrum in that I, I never experienced the, the fierce, the angry, the intimidating side of Bobby Knight. He was very charming in person. He was also a huge individual. And I thought, I get it now that if I saw this guy angry at me, it I could absolutely see why you would be intimidated. But yes, to your to your question, we, we're not going to see coaches like this again. It's part of a dying breed. Yeah, for sure. Because it used to be you would identify college basketball programs by their head mm -hmm. coaches. But now that we don't have Coach K, we don't have Bobby Knight, we don't mm -hmm. have uh, Roy Williams, we deal we do still have a few. But it feels like when John Calipari, uh, Calipari retires, Bill Self retires, Tom Izzo yeah. retires, that I don't think that we will see guys like that ever again because, like you said, the transfer rule. And also the fact that it's more player-focused. Like, these players can earn their own money now. But also, you kind of touch on this when you're talking about your teacher. Do you think it's a dying breed for coaches that are extremely hard on players? Because this used to be yeah. the archetype. For coaches, every single football movie you would see is a coach right. screaming at his players. I don't know if this still happens. I'm sure there's coaches like this, but yes. it feels like we don't see them anymore as much. Well, and I also think that, and this is not a commentary on cancel culture or social media, but if you do that now, even if you do it during a game, there's going to mm -hmm. be video of it. It's going to get out. People are going to take sides, it, which, again, you can argue one way or the other. But because of that, that sort of intimidating figure who yells, gets in the face of a kid, it's just it, it's just not going to play anymore. I, I do want to say, because it does need to be mentioned when you talk about Bobby Knight, he has some incredible Michael Jordan stories because he coached Michael Jordan in the 1984 Olympics. A couple things. One of the best all-time quotes where there was a lot of debate before Jordan was drafted. Should he go number one or not? And I believe it was Sam Bowie that year out of Kentucky that went number one. And so Bobby Knight said, quote, I had a friend who had a high draft pick in the 84 draft. I told him to take Jordan. He said, I need a center. I told him, play Jordan at center because that's how good Michael Jordan was. Hakeem Olajuwon went number one. Sam Bowie went number two. I believe Jordan went number three. But my favorite story is, and you can watch the video of Bobby Knight telling this story, he recognized early, early on that Jordan was going to be really special. So in the 1984 Olympics, at halftime of a game, in 12 minutes of play, Jordan had 19 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists. And they were crushing the other team. So Bobby Knight thought to himself, well, I don't want these guys to let up in the second half, what I'll do is I'll go in there and I'll yell at Michael Jordan. And the other guys will think, oh my God, if I'm yelling at Jordan, what does he think of me? So he acts like he's angry. He slams the door and he says, Mike, when the hell are you going to set a screen out there? Because he'd done everything else. And Jordan famously responds, coach, didn't you say last week, I'm the quickest player you've ever seen? And Knight goes, Mike, what in the hell does that have to do with setting a screen? And Jordan goes, Coach, I think I'm setting them faster than you can see them. And it kind of broke everyone up. And all, early on, he recognized the greatness of Michael Jordan, and I love those stories. But it just goes to show 
the the legacy of Bobby Knight, even even those stories are just a microcosm of his entire career. Well, it also shows his willingness to go toe to toe with even the strongest of personalities. Because yes. Michael Jordan was no shrinking daisy. But think about the best coaches that you can think of. They were the best in the game at mm -hmm. managing and dealing and even motivating these top players because it's not an easy thing. Like, look at it. Sure. I think that's why people respect Phil Jackson so much because it's not just the X's and O's. It's not the game of basketball. It is managing personalities and being able to be strong enough mentally because, like, nobody's going to say Bobby mm -hmm. Knight's going to, like, stand down to anybody. And I think that makes you a great coach. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, that's a tough loss. And and you can read the tributes from around the, the basketball world. Tom Izzo, we mentioned him. He said the game has lost an icon. And I love this from Quinn Buckner, who played on that 1976 team, now part of the Indiana University Board of Trustees, who said one of the things he said to our team was, you may never see another team like this again. I don't know if we'll ever see another coach like him again. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.